Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laban. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, Mike, but the more important thing is happy birthday, old man. Oh, well, thank you. I'm happy that someone remembered. <laughs> I even tweeted about it for everybody so they all know you got some birthday greetings on there. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. But you know you know who is slow to give me a birthday greeting today? Who's that? My wife. Oh, did she forget? <laughs> she 100% forgot. <laughs> nice. Nice. So in, in fairness, in fairness to her, uh, she ended up giving me my presents early. She gave me my presents like last Thursday or something. Okay. And then we did a small birthday thing with her family last night. And my family thing with my family got pushed to next weekend because my mom had eye surgery. Okay. So it wasn't top of mind because of all these other birthday things that either already happened or were happening later. Right. So we get up this morning. And Laura's talking to William and she's like, do you know what today is, William? It's a big day. And I'm like, oh, here it is. Here she's going to say something about. And then she's like, it's the day that William goes to the intermediate room. And I'm like. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's true. It is the day that William goes to the intermediate room. And then later on, uh, she she's like, William, you know what today is? And I'm like, nope. oh, okay, here it is. Here it is. Right. It's the day you go to the intermediate room. I'm like, you've already told him this and he already knows. So I guess we're not talking about my, my birthday. Okay. <laughs> and so then like later on, because on your birthday, Starbucks, if you're a little member of their Starbucks card, mm-hmm. they'll give you a free drink on your birthday. And there's like a Starbucks like a block from here. So I'm like, I'm going to get my free drink. But what kind of husband would I be if I didn't offer to buy my wife a drink while I'm going to Starbucks? Right. So I say to her, I'm going, I'm going to Starbucks. I'm getting a drink. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, what would you like? She tells me what she wants. So I'm walking my, I'm walking. She's like, so why, why are you going to Starbucks? Like, did you not sleep well last night? Cause normally I only get Starbucks if I've slept terribly and I need caffeine. Mm-hmm. So she's like, did you not sleep well last night? And I'm like, well, it's my free drink. And she stops for a second and then goes, oh my God, I forgot it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yet the ultimate irony is, Mike, is if we ever forgot our wives' birthdays or anniversaries or Valentine's Day, we would be, you know, we'd be hung at the gallows kind of thing, right? It'd be the shank. Yeah, All that would be shank. it. That would be it for us. But no, they get to just laugh it off. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so that was that's how my birthday began. So that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really off to the, on the right foot and everything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, no, no. So yeah, 37 today. Um, obviously, like I, like I said, a lot of my family stuff was planned for for later, which is why we're still recording the podcast on my birthday instead of me doing something with my family today. <laughs> but but yeah, um, it's it, it was a it was a busy weekend. That's for sure. Despite the fact that we did some birthday stuff over the weekend, we started potty training, William. Oh, yeah, that's right. How is it going, Mike? Or I guess, how did it go? It was good. And also not good. Okay. All right. Um, that's a, that's an answer I was kind of expecting. Yeah. yeah like, so we ba- we did basically what you guys did, where it was like, William, no pants. Just let us know when you got to pee. You know, that kind of thing. Right. And we basically walked around. We, we kept him in one area. We brought a bunch of toys down. We were reading books and stuff with him. And then his potty was right there. And some he, some 
he would sit on his potty and we'd read him books and then he'd be off his potty and running around and we'd be like, Hey, do you need to potty? And we started feeding that kid apple juice. Like there was no tomorrow to try and get him to pee. Right. And the first time he peed, he peed on Laura's foot. Okay. Like he was standing next to her and he peed on her foot. It's a power move. I respect that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. We got him onto the potty while he was peeing. So that was a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time we put him onto the potty after that, I think he found it was too much pressure and just started bawling. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so the whole point was we're like, try to relax, buddy. Try to relax. And he just started crying. Uh, and then he, he did have a successful pee. It took it took a while. He he stood up and he, he peed again and we hopped him back on like he we. We, we decided to like, okay, he's having trouble relaxing. Maybe we're putting too much pressure on him. Let's do something that we know will help him relax. And we made the mistake of putting on Blippi because Blippi made him too relaxed. <laughs> I was going to say, wouldn't that distract from the overall goal of like focus on your pee and focus yeah. on the potty? Yeah, because yeah, he had no problem peeing, but he had no problem remembering that he needed to pee. And so he he, <laughs> he peed all over the place. And uh, well, he didn't pee all over the place, but he peed on one of his chairs or one of the chairs in the right in the living room. So we had to like pick him up and move him and and slap him on there. And he but but eventually, eventually we got to the point where he did eventually go gotta go potty and then he sat down and he peed and it was really interesting because i did read some things earlier in the day when we were trying to get him to go and one of the things i read was if you pretend to be blowing out candles or blowing on something hot or something like that you are sort of putting pressure on the stomach because it's like the blowing out motion puts like pressure on that that area Okay. And that can help them pee. And the first time we were like, do you want to blow out the candles? He's like, <gasps> and he just started peeing like right away. And it was like, oh my God, I can't believe how well that worked. We never got it to work again. <laughs> <laughs> because like literally we'd ask him if he wanted to do it. And he'd be like, no, no, don't want to blow candles. No candles. Yeah. You know, because I guess that was too much pressure now. Mm-hmm. And then there was another time. No, oh, my brother is calling me to wish me a happy birthday. Right. You know what? Let's put him on the podcast. He's a dad too. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Am I on speaker? Yes, you are on speaker. I knew it. Yeah, I'm on. I'm recording a podcast right now. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so am I on the podcast? Uh, you're on speakerphone on the podcast. That's right. Well, hello. Everybody. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to call and say happy birthday, sir. Oh well, thank you. So is Chris around then too, or how did that work out? Yeah, Chris is. He's uh, he's at his house and he's uh, recording from his computer. I have headphones on, so you can't hear him talking. But he's at his house and he hears you talking. Not talk to you, sir. <laughs> Tell Tim I said hi. <laughs> he says he says hi. He says hi. I'll let you go then. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you a call back when I'm done. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Very so smooth, so smooth and so graceful. Yeah. yeah well, smooth. That's right into the podcast and yeah. right out of the podcast. But uh, so William, he was. Um, he did 
pee. Like we got him to sit down and pee again later. The next day we actually got him to do it again. We did a countdown from 10 and managed to get him to pee. And right. of course we did the, the marshmallows. Like we did marshmallows as a reward to get him. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. That's right. to, every time he successfully peed, we gave him marshmallows. If he had like a half successful pee, he'd get like one or two marshmallows. If he had like a, I sat on the toilet on myself because I announced I was going to pee and peed, he'd get, like uh he'd get like five marshmallows you know so the the marshmallow bribe worked really well so oh that's good so were you guys doing like the every 20 or 30 minutes you just sort of put him on regardless or did you wait until he prompted you in any sort of fashion there was a few times where we would wait if he if he seemed like he was prompting us we'd put him on yeah and then there was times where we'd just be like do you want to go sit on the potty and he'd be like yeah and then there'd be times we'd be like do you want to sit on the potty he'd be like no and that's when accidents happened (laughs) right okay okay so it was you more waited for the prompting rather than like a schedule sort of deal yeah my my personal favorite was uh the next morning because we had him in diapers overnight obviously Mm -hmm. we we put him in uh we put him in diapers and and so he wakes so he wakes up he's in his diapers we're having breakfast and he's like gotta go potty i gotta go poo and I'm like, oh, okay. Do you want to do you want to sit on the potty? Well, the potty's right here. I can get your diaper off and sit you on the potty. And he's just like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> say no more. You you yeah. can just go in your diaper right now. It's all good. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. So we asked them. We asked them about it at daycare because we told them that that you know we started. So they said they said okay. Well, we're gonna put them on the potty every half hour, and you should too. So, yeah, I guess that's what we're going to have to start doing from now on. Of course, no one told me that tonight when I was on solo dad duty. So I didn't put him on the potty a single time. So <laughs> I have completely upended everything. That's right. Classic communication thing. Yeah, that, that's why I was that's why I was wondering, because I know part of the whole pants off thing was like it's a scheduled thing because um, I know with Ben, the first day was great. And then after that, he was like, I really don't want to sit on the potty every 30 minutes, you know, and he, there'd be a little bit more pushback and stuff that way. But, uh, well, that's good. That's good. The daycare is really going to, uh, do the job for you, you know? Yeah. Hopefully they do a lot of the heavy lifting. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. I know when we did it, the hardest part was cause we, you know, you still nap him in his diaper and you still sleep him in the diaper. And there was certainly a, a period where he was just waiting until the diaper came on. You know, and then he'd go pee in the diaper or whatever. And it's like, whoops, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I waited this long. And, you know, that didn't last too long, fortunately. But yes, yeah, the adventure, Mike. But at least the best part is, though, is you won't have to change any more diapers in, you know, a couple weeks, right? Aside from nighttime ones. Aside from nighttime ones, yeah. Yeah, once we once we get there, hopefully. Once we get there. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting time. Uh, when, when his, uh, his relatives came over on for Sunday night, when we had dinner, we switched to, we have some pull-ups. So oh, okay, we, yeah. we switched to those and those didn't, they, they didn't really come into handy. He didn't make any attempt to sit on the potty. No, at, yeah, at cause they're still diapers, right? Yeah. But, but he spent most of the night, he spent most of the night, uh, just completely wowed over his cousin, or not his cousins, his aunt and uncle. Okay. Laura's sister and, and her, her husband i don't know they're not significant married. other significant yeah. other her partner mm-hmm. they've been together <laughs> as long as laura and i have been but they're not married right but anyway um let's not put labels on things that's a personal choice mike that's exactly pers- yeah. exactly but um he was completely enthralled completely enthralled with the two of them and and it was really funny because like i don't want to say that they haven't cared about william 
but it was very interesting to watch them like fawn over him all night because he was showing them so much attention. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like at the end of the night, like he, he, when we found, like we mentioned that, that his grandparents were coming and he was like, and uncle Spencer. And we're like, Oh, well we hadn't really invited them. So I guess we will now. <laughs> like that kind of thing. <laughs> and so we invited them and we were like, he specifically asked for you guys to come. Yeah. So they were like, okay, great. We'll come. And uh, so they came and he like wanted to sit beside them. And, and he was just like the whole night, anytime, like he wasn't eating his dinner. So we're like, Spencer, tell him to eat his dinner. And he's like, you should eat your food. And he's like, oh, whoa, like, you know, like right away. You know, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And then it was really funny, too, because he went to bed and we're like, night, buddy. And he's like, good night, Aunt Alicia. And and then also, so I come downstairs and I because she's not there. She's there downstairs, like having, you know, post dinner coffee stuff. Mm hmm. And and I said, guess who William said goodnight to first? And everybody points at Spencer because they expected it to be Spencer. And then I pointed at at Alicia and her response was just like, <gasps> like, <laughs> like she was so like overjoyed that yeah. she'd been chosen, you know, <laughs> like that's funny. Yeah, it was, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah. yeah, it's good when they choose favorites. Do you guys see them very often or is this it was it like excitement due to rarity kind of thing? I think it was because we haven't seen them a ton because obviously yeah. like COVID. Right. Of so course, we yeah. haven't really seen them. And and then we saw them a couple of weeks ago because it was Laura's dad's birthday. Right. So we went to Laura's dad's. Okay. And and they saw he saw them there, and he was like, "Oh, what? What's this? Is all fun? These guys are great." And then and then like two weeks later, they come over. So he was like, "What? Alicia and Spencer are coming?" You know. So he was super happy that they were here, and and it was really funny too, because just because he it, we found out a lot of of William's favorites that day, which was really entertaining, because like we were watching Blippy at one point, and this is while we were trying to do the potty training and stuff. And in it, Blippy does this one bit. You know how Blippy talks to the kids and asks them about their days and stuff, right? Right. Well, he's like, hey, what's your favorite toy? And William leans forward and goes, garbage can. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's an answer. Right? Yeah. William's favorite toy is, in fact, a garbage can. <laughs> oh, well, very good. Yeah. But That's yeah. Too funny. Yeah. It was a pretty entertaining weekend with uh, with William. So I, I don't know how, how things were with Ben this weekend, but if you guys had as much of an interesting weekend as we did, that's for sure. I was going to say, not uh, <laughs> not to the same extent that you guys did. Uh, I do not have very many kids stories this week, Mike. Just, uh, do you know, you know, Tim Hortons, obviously, if, if you're from the U.S., it's like a coffee and donut shop up here that's, you know. I've, I live in a town of 50,000 people and there's like seven of them, you know. You know what? You know what? Actually, they do have Tim Hortons in the States, but only some of the states like Michigan's got it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here, it's a coffee and donuts place in the States. It's a sandwich shop. Interesting. It's weird. I went into one once and I'm like, this is bizarre. <laughs> it's like a bizarro, bizarro Tim Hortons. Yeah, yeah. like they don't care about the coffee. They don't care about the, the donuts. It's all about the sandwiches. You buy a combo. And they give you chips on the side. They don't give you a donut. They give you chips. That's just, that's just not right. That's unnatural, Mike. It's unnatural. It was weird. They were like, have a Pepsi with your lunch combo. And it's like, that's not what you get at Tim Hortons. You get a coffee. <laughs> 
goddamn Americans screwing it all up. A good yeah. old Canadian thing owned by a Brazilian company. Come on yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. At Tim Hortons, they have a donut. It's my favorite. It's called the Boston Cream Donut. You know, I, I'm pretty sure that's kind of a ubiquitous, you know, known everywhere kind of donut. Pretty sure. Anyway, uh, Ben has taken to liking all the things that I like. You know, he's learned that his his colorful ice cream choices aren't as good as daddy's, you know, basic ice cream choices, that kind of thing. Same goes for donuts now. Um, but instead of calling it a Boston cream donut, he calls it a dirty donut. A dirty it, donut. A dirty donut. And it's very consistent. It's always the dirty donut. Um, the only thing I can think of is he equates the chocolate on the top with somehow the donut has become dirty, you know, as oh, in, like, like it's muddy or something, or something yeah, like yeah. that. So I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird like that he calls it a dirty donut, but you know, maybe that could be a rebranding opportunity for like the Americans. They might want to eat dirty donuts. They might want to want regular donuts or something like that, you know? Yeah, not everybody likes Boston. Yeah. That's <laughs> maybe especially <laughs> in the US. You're right. <laughs> uh-huh. And then uh the only other story I've got is um Ben and I gave Wes a bath tonight, and he was very gung-ho about it. So I was like, okay, listen, you do it. So he put Wes's little bathtub on the counter, and he pulled up his stool, and he did all the washing. And the only thing I did is I washed Wes's hair, but Ben did everything else, and he was very, like, thrilled about it. And, of course, Wes was smiling at him constantly throughout the whole thing. So, you know, it was like some sort of, like, brotherly approval sort of thing, which really made Ben excited about it. But then the really funny thing is we were done. And I was like, okay, well, let's go to Wes's room and you can help me and everything. So he goes running over there, but then he kind of doubles back and he yells down to Tiff, like, don't worry, mommy, Wes is okay. We just gave him a bath and he's going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I didn't realize that mommy was that worried (laughs) about this kind of thing. And then he added on that uh, Banjo and SJ are going to protect him uh, for the rest of the night. It's like, oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. They're going to finally pull their weight around here. But about uh, time. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, other than that, Mike, that's about it. Wes is is laughing a little bit more, like legitimately laughing. Still not belly laughs, but uh, I don't think those come for another couple months anyway. But uh, it's been good. It's been good, yeah. Although don't ask Tiff that because today was a nightmare. But typically, it's been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, hey, how about we get into some stories, like news stories, not like our family stories, because we kind of get those already. Right. Right. Let's do it. Okay. Well, I'm going to shoot a short one right off the top. Okay. A few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. we were talking about the Nintendo Switch OLED. Yes. And how people were like, what is this crap? Mm -hmm. Why is this not a Switch Pro? There was a lot of conversation immediately after this came out that, oh, no, no, this wasn't the Switch Pro. The Switch Pro is still coming. Everyone wait. The Switch Pro is still coming. Nintendo basically came out and said, there are no further further plans to release a new Switch. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's hopes were dashed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no Switch Pro coming anytime soon. Unless, unless someone were to make a Switch Pro that wasn't Nintendo. That's true. Who would you think, Mike? Would you would you think make a PlayStation? You know, they've they've got like PlayStation Portable and the Vita that you yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like they could start taking some of that technology and incorporating that some way. You think, mm-hmm. or or Xbox? They've been really you know 
putting in with their cloud stuff. Like it, it could be very easy for them to make some sort of cloud machine that that was a, also a built-in handheld of some kind that played some digital games. Maybe, maybe that's right. They can yeah. call it like the Xbox Series Y Portable Edition. Yeah, you know, yeah, ABBA yeah. or something like that. You know. Yeah, but maybe, just maybe, it would be the least likely people that you would think, and it would come from Valve. <laughs> yes a, a very well i mean surprising yet unsurprising you know because they i think we've talked about it we they, talked we, about the rumors that this this was coming yeah that the you know quote-unquote steam machine was coming and i think everybody and their dog assumed it was a you know a console some sort of console equivalent you know maybe not necessarily to the scale of the ps5 or whatever but some sort of console thing but instead they came out and released a you know i'll call it like a nintendo switch killer Basically, Mm -hmm. it's like a big old seven inch screen. This thing is loaded to the teeth with specs and we'll get all about that stuff. But I looked at it, Mike, and I was intrigued. And my wife messaged me and said, are we ordering this? And I was (laughs) like, how do you even know about this thing? (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm I'm very interested. And and before we get into it, I want to know, Mike, are you interested? So. My I, first... We haven't really told anybody what it is necessarily, but I want right. to know, are you interested? Yeah. So I, I suppose we should talk about what it is. Now, okay. We don't have to go in the specs or anything, but it is a portable PC, a portable gaming PC. Yes. And it, it's it's essentially, it's a, it's unlike a Switch where the controllers come off on the side. It, it is a device that has more like a Vita or or like a PlayStation Portable or something like that, that where the controller is built into the device. It's really funny because I saw a lot of comparisons that compared it to, of all things, the Game Gear, the Sega Game Gear. That's what I was just going to say. It's like the Game Gear and the Nintendo Switch had the child, and this is what kind of came out, right? Yeah, and so what it it does, like without getting into the specs or anything like that, is it is a portable gaming PC, and the idea behind it is every game, if you are a gamer on Steam, every game that you own on Steam, in theory, works on your this this device, which is called the Steam Deck. Yes, which I don't understand the reasoning behind calling it the Steam Deck. The, the, the sure name there's... really is questionable to me because there is a very popular device out there called a Stream Deck, made by Elgato. If yeah. you're a streamer, <laughs> it's got a. And so I'm just looking at it. It's like they released a Stream Deck. It's like, oh wait, no, there's no R in there, but. It's strange. I don't know why they just didn't call it like the Steam Portable or the Steam whatever, but uh, yeah, they chose Deck for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but but I mean, okay. Well, let, let's talk about it a little bit, Mike. Um, you like you said, it's a it's a portable gaming device, but it is primarily a portable PC. So the pricing, we'll talk US dollars, comes in three different flavors. Uh, they're the exact same specs for all different types. The exception is how much internal storage comes with it. Yes. So for for 399 you get a 64 gigabyte version of it for 529 you get a 100 or a 256 gigabyte version and for 649 you get a 512 gigabyte version. Isn't also the 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 certain memories are also like SSDs versus That's right. Yeah, the only other gotcha is that the low end one is just a straight SSD whereas the mid tier and the high tier are NVMe drives. Yes, that's the difference. Yes. Which uh I mean, it'll make a difference, but yeah, uh, it wouldn't make that much of a difference, you know. At least based on my my computer knowledge anyway. I did read a thing that stated that 
the guts are the same. And even if you get the low end model, it still has the slot for the NVMe drive. And people were like, well, is wouldn't it just be cheaper to buy the low end one and then upgrade it? Well, question one is, is it actually designed to be open so that you can upgrade it? And the answer to that is no. <laughs> it's a hard no. They have come out and said, do not try it. It will not work. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, okay, so we're a little late on this one. The pre-orders start July 16th, which as of recording was three days ago. Yes. And so, you know, they're still going on, but you have not gotten in early if you rely on us solely for all your tech news. Yeah, sorry about that. It came the news. The announcement came the day our last episode posted. Yeah, so. that's right. There's only so much we can do. We're not an on the spot podcast. We have kids, man. You know, yeah, we got kids. Um, that being said, they have there are some leaked numbers. Um, Valve had a uh, I don't know, like a metadata leak or something on their website. So for the first 90 minutes uh, before they patched it, it was 110,000 pre-orders confirmed. Mm -hmm. So in 90 minutes, they sold that many. Uh, the bulk of them, it was about 70% was the high end and about 20% was the mid and then the rest was the low end. So mm -hmm. I, it's actually kind of surprising to me that the high end was the most popular, but I don't know. I guess the people who are the most gung-ho about this uh, you know, are willing to spend the money, right? Uh, Mike, let's talk tech. Let's, let's talk about the details here. Let's get those guts. That's right. So we we've talked about the storage fifty or sixty four, two fifty six, five hundred and twelve are the three big uh, internal storages. That being said, you can expand the storage with just a regular old SD card, mini SD card. Um, so if you want to buy a, you know a terabyte mini SD, go right on ahead. You can install and run the games directly from that, which is kind of a nice uh, a nice to have option. Um, all of the models are in AMD powered combination. Uh, they call it an APU, but it's sort of similar to how like the Mac M1 chips work. It's everything. So it's four cores of CPU and uh, there's also the GPU built on top. It comes with 16 gigs of RAM, a 40 watt hour battery, which they're saying is about two to eight hours of gameplay, depending which, on the intensity of the game and so and such. Which is what a window. <laughs> it's, it's substantial. I would suggest it's probably two hours. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, I, I, there was an example that they gave and it was Portal 2, which is a game that is 10 years old at this point. Yes. They said if you run it, you'll get maybe four hours of battery life playing Portal 2 on it. Yes. And then they said, but if you drop the frame rate to 30 frames per second, you'll get five hours out of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not last or expect this thing to last the full day. Uh, I don't think you would be a smart person to suggest that's a great idea. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be... I feel like there's going to be a lot more people playing it like on their couch next to like while someone else is watching television. That's how I could see myself using it as, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll pick it up, play it for an hour or two until the battery's dead, you know, charge it or I'll leave it plugged in or something like that. And I suspect that's how they want you to use it, too. I also part of me before we get back to the specs, part of me also thinks this is a, like a proof of concept device more than anything else, um, because one of the things and we'll talk about the software in a little bit, but they have said that the Steam OS, which is a Linux distribution that's going to be like the actual operating system on the thing, mm -hmm. they're licensing it for free. So it's basically if you want to make your own Steam Deck, except with a better name, go right on ahead, use our system, use our software. You just have to come up with the hardware yourself. So, you know, 
maybe somebody else will put a little bit of a bigger battery <laughs> in their version or something like that. You know what they might be better off doing is putting a better control scheme on it. Because I don't know about you, but when I looked at the button placement and the stick placement, I was so confused by whatever the hell was going on with these these buttons and these sticks. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's finish one thing first. Okay, okay. Daddy Chris needs to talk his specs. Yeah, you shut your mouth, Mike. This is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's your birthday. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a 7-inch it's a screen, uh, 1280 by 800 um, screen resolution, which is roughly the same as the Switch. I think the Switch is 720p exactly, and it's a 60 hertz touchscreen, and so on and so forth. Uh, it does have a USB-C uh, port in it which means you can attach any external uh docking station that you want so mike that docking station that you use on your desk you can plug that into your steam machine or your steam deck and output up to 8k 60 frames a second or 4k 120 frames per second that being said i don't know what game on earth you're playing that it will output to that you know that quality but uh it can do it it's future proofing exactly yeah sure that's that's what we'll say. Uh, and then it also supports Bluetooth 5, Bluetooth 5, so you can also connect headphones and a mouse and keyboard that way uh, if you want. So, uh, Mike, let's talk the control scheme. Like you said, it is... Yeah. T- to look at it, it looks a little bit weird. I think if you're an Xbox user, the left side looks more or less the same, uh, like the same kind of like finger placement for your thumbs and stuff. Mm. But on the right side... I, yeah, I mean the D pad's in a different spot, but mm-hmm. the the joystick is on the other side. The joysticks are in line with the buttons beside it, like almost like to the right, not like above or below, but like directly to the right of this thing. Um, and then it also has two touch pads on it, right underneath both joysticks, which is interesting. Yeah, and they said that that's more for people who are like more used to using mouses. Mouses, might like mouse games, you know, like real time strategies, I suppose, things like that. Yeah, and, and that's what they've suggested is that you know, if if it's a mouse heavy game or you're like a first person shooter guy who's used to this kind of stuff, you can get a lot more precision with the touchpad. From what I under, you know, what I'm imagine is you'll probably get used to it over time. But uh, anyway, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think I would try the touchpad for sure. And then on the back, there's also two. I don't know what you call them, like palm buttons. Yeah, oh, maybe. like they're little. Pa- I think the general use term is paddles. Paddles, okay. Because yes. they're they're more they're more along the lines of the kind of buttons that you would have on, say, your Xbox Elite controller. There's pa- there's paddles on the back of that. Well, this also has paddles in basically the same location. Yeah, and you can customize them however much you want. Yeah. So, Mike, you have strong opinions on the the controller layout. It's just so weird. It is. Look- it is weird to look at. Like the 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 sticks are right next to the buttons. That's just that's not right. Like I, I'm this is okay. You you can't see it. I'm this mm-hmm. is talking, but I'm I am used to this diagonal you know diagonal movement from my thumb to the buttons from mm-hmm. the buttons. This is like a straight line. Like that doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't seem comfortable. I guess the because I was thinking the same thing. It's like how am I on earth am I supposed to use both the the analog sticks and press the buttons at the same time you know and i imagine that's kind of where you're thinking and yeah stuff like because a lot of stuff when it comes to like say i'm using a playstation stroller there's a lot of moments where i can just like slide my thumb 
slightly. And without taking my thumb off the finger or off the, tri- the, the stick, I can still hit a button, you know, like yeah. it's, and I feel like this is not, it wouldn't be as po- like as possible with, with this layout. That's kind of my thoughts too. I was giving it some thought though. And like a lot of the games that I play, mind you, my controller experience is much more limited than yours is I find that you, if you use both the joysticks at the same time, you often don't press like the A, B, X, Y buttons or whatever, square, circle, cross and triangle buttons. You know, it's kind of like you're picking one or the other and then there's more of a focus on the shoulder buttons and the trigger buttons. But from what um, what IGN, they have the exclusive rights to it right now, they've said that it's actually surprisingly intuitive. Like it's not as awkward as it might think or as it might seem. Obviously, we'll see what you know. other reviewers who weren't paid to do this um, yeah. will say down the road. But mm. uh, that's that's a question mark that I have. The interesting part to me is that you could, you know, connect an external controller. You could connect a mouse and keyboard if you're like a, a gamer like me on the PC or that kind of thing. One of the things I thought was fascinating about this is that because it's a PC, you can install whatever it is that you want on it. So you're not limited to just Steam games. If you want to put Microsoft Office on there, you can put Microsoft Office. Or if you want to put the Epic Games Store, which is an example that they used and play Fortnite on this thing, go right ahead. They are totally fine with you putting whatever it is that you want. I guess they've also put Windows on there. If you wanted to, for some reason, install Microsoft Windows on this device, you can do that as well. So I kind of thought that was a little bit interesting. You know, there's a ton of flexibility in this thing. You could turn it into, you know, not only your sort of, I guess we'll call it your secondary gaming system if you've got like a gaming PC at home, but also like your emulator, like your emulation machine. Yeah. You could put like some basic, you know, office productivity software and turn it into a Chromebook if you wanted. Like there's a there's a ton of flexibility here. And I thought that was very intriguing. Yeah, that was one thing that I saw that a lot of people were like, I can't I can't wait to turn this into an emulation box. Like I'm going to put all the portable PlayStation and portable Nintendo and uh, like Game Gear, all of those games I'm going to put on it. And I'm like, why limit yourself at just just the portable systems? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you could. Yeah, you could emulate everything. I think they're up to like PS3 now is uh, emulatable. Yeah, like PS3 PS is a little murky, but yeah. it can be done. But yeah, but like 360, I think Xbox 360 and earlier and PS2 and earlier is pretty rock solid, I think, at this point. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so like you could run all that kind of stuff on there. Like it's it's a very fascinating machine, you know, and you, you could theoretically run all your games on there if you wanted to hook it up to a, a monitor and you don't need to have the docking station. Um, they are going to sell a separate one uh, that's coming later this year, they've said, but they don't get any indication about what exactly it is. Uh, but like I said, you can go on, on to Amazon right now or go to Best Buy and buy any USB-C docking station and it will work. And they've made it very clear that, you know, the one that they'll provide is just kind of ergonomically nicer. You know, it holds it up in a nice way rather than sort of laying on the table kind of deal. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, what to expect from like the Steam side of things, uh, everything that you're used to in Steam is supported. So we're talking like Steam chat, notifications, cloud saves. So if you're a guy like me who's playing on the computer and then you're going to go, you know, quote unquote, spend some time with your wife and bring your gaming system <laughs> with you, you can continue on uh, exactly where you left off that way. Uh, it supports remote play, which, you know, my experience with the Steam remote play is it's very good it's it's an excellent system so you can 
have your powerful gaming computer run the game and you just play with it, you know, on that screen. Uh, and then also it supports the store and the community section. So any sort of workshop, Steam workshop thing, uh, you can also get it to install and work on this device. So Mike, I am intrigued. This this might be something that I buy, which yeah. is it's crazy for me to say that because uh, I never thought I would get it, but it is it is very intriguing. Yeah, because uh, here I am when I first saw it, I was like, maybe Chris would buy that, but he has no desire to play like games with a controller or even like you've expressed no desire for. I mean, you said the Switch is interesting to you, but like. It, it, you never really talked about whether portably it was interesting to you or not. But so it, I, w- the last thing I expected to to see would be you curled up on the couch holding a controller, like a ga- like a gaming, uh, you know, a handheld and playing. Well, and that's exactly <laughs> that's what I thought too. But it's like all the games I have, like this could play every game I have ever owned, basically, right? Because I've had Steam since two thousand and three. I've got a substantial collection of things on there. You know, uh, it's just, it's, it's weird. Like it's falling into that switch category. It's like, I could, I could see uses for this now. I think if you would have asked me maybe 10 years ago or five years ago, kind of pre kids, I would just say, no, like if I wanted to play games, I'll go on my computer. But now if I want to play games, I oftentimes are trying to like squeeze it in, you know, after bedtime, but before my bedtime or maybe at lunch at work or something like that. You know, so the opportunities for me to play are lessened, so I need to be a little bit more creative. And this sort of feels like a good outlet for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could bring it to work and bust out a couple of rounds of Rocket League while you're waiting for somebody to be like, my Windows doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they all sound, too. That's you're exactly, exactly right. Sound. That's exactly all, right. All those but construction so- guys, my Windows doesn't work. <laughs> so, Mike, my, my question is, is for you, like, it, does this interest you or does this just interest pc gamers it's hard to say because like i i wouldn't say that it doesn't interest people like me mm-hmm. but does it interest me specifically uh, like i'm always interested in new hardware you know that stuff especially when it's like a console thing because i'm not a pc guy i don't like right. to play games with a keyboard and mouse so, you know, when it's like, hey, here's a thing that you can play controller stuff with, then I'm like, hey, interesting. You know, yeah. that that intrigues me. But also where it's like, hey, it plays all the Steam games you own. Cool. So I'm going to play Jackbox on it because that's all I own. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and that's kind of what I was thinking. Like For me, it's it's a backlog of games. I have so many I could be playing. But for you, yeah, you have one or two. I guess you have that. No, no, you have Jurassic Park on Epic Game Store, which you could play. That's but, true. Uh, I have uh, I have Alien Isolation on Epic Game Store now too. Yeah, so like you you do have that opportunity, but I mean, yeah, your PC game collection is uh, lacking compared to your you know PS3 game collection. Let's say, <laughs> yeah, comparison, yeah, yeah, and, and it was actually very interesting because I was I was looking at all, along at some people looking at some people online, and there's a lot of talk of people being like. You know who really needs to get off their ass and do something now is Sony because they were the only other like console manufacturer that had a portable system. And basically mm-hmm. everybody has just been letting Nintendo just take all this portable gaming money. And they're showing that, you know, there's a marketplace for people who want to play their games on the go. 
And I mean, Xbox came up with their solution with their their cloud stuff, and it seems to be doing quite well for them. But there's still a, a lot of people say there's, it leaves a lot to be desired. And, you know, Sony has a background in, in doing that kind of, of stuff. So it was a, quite a surprise where it was like, hey, these guys are going to make one, you know, in, instead of the people who have experience with it. Because really, the PS4 came out in 2013 pretty sure by now you could probably you know make a even a bulky handheld with the guts of a ps4 that plays ps4 games like if they came turned around and instead of being like hey we need a portable system that is you know like the veto was envisioned and being console gaming on the go but really it the, the switch the 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 Vita walked so the switch could run, right? Like, right. Yeah. It, it was at the end of the day, the Vita was still a proprietary handheld. Like they made games that were also available on console, but it was always very stripped down versions. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same version. Like you're playing with, with the switch. If, if they turned around and released a device that was like it, exactly for the same reason why you're saying this steam deck is very appealing to you. I have a large backlog of PS4 games. If they turned around and said, hey, here's a device. It's digital only, but it works with every PS4 game ever made. That's still very enticing for me because I still have quite a few digital games like I mostly buy physical games, but that doesn't mean like there's games that come out only digitally. You know, the, the right. PlayStation Plus keeps releasing games that I already own that I might not have played yet that could be like, oh, well, like the perfect example, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I bought that on Boxing Day a couple of years ago and I didn't play it until like a month ago. And when I played it, I played the digital version because I got it for free for PlayStation Plus and it was easier to just play the digital version than, you know upload my you know put my disc version in and update it and all the stuff that right, i right right and swap discs anytime i wanted to play a different game it was just okay i'll put the digital version in you know like so stuff like that like if that that happened that's more of an enticement for me mm-hmm. so i can see why for you that that would be very enticing because it's like oh yeah i already own all this shit you know put it on something that i could use it with that's 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 very that's intriguing. that's exactly yeah exactly and that's kind of where I'm coming at it too and you know it they've said and they've they've proven and showed it like it runs today's titles at 60 frames a second mind you it's at 720p but it's a seven inch screen it doesn't need to be 4k at that size right and that's that's another part that I like it's like I'm not limited to just the games that I bought you know in 2013 or 2014 you can still play it today and I I am waiting to see some reviews from you know more trusted like tech reviewers and stuff out there once they get their hands on this thing. But yeah, I, I might seriously plunk down the money on this. I'm surprised that I'm saying it. I'm surprised that these words are coming out of my mouth. But uh, yeah, okay. it's, it's a big day for PC gaming. That's for sure. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's a big day for Chris. That's this is what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. and this is the real question. Low end medium end high end i think i go with the medium i yeah. think i go medium and then just put a big sd card in there yeah because like i couldn't imagine like i i know my gaming style i tend to pick a couple games and i just focus on those games and play them until i'm bored of them you know the reason i'm still playing rocket league even though it's six years old at this point mm-hmm. um so i don't think i need a ton of storage but i'd like to have a little bit of flexibility to 
play around with it, you know, throw some of our, you know, backup copies of emulated games and stuff up there. Right. I'd like to have that ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think you'd, you'd get what would you get if you I mean, what games would you back up? If you were to emulate, would you do back up your PS2, your extensive PS2 collection? <laughs> I think I'd, but yeah, I think I'd just put them all on there, right? Because everything N64 and earlier, they're tiny. Yeah. You can fit them all on like two gigs, right? So I think I'd be a little bit more choosy with like, you know, Dreamcast and PS2 stuff, but I would certainly put those on there as well. I have, I have the PlayStation Classic. And as soon as I got it, mm-hmm. I, I, hacked it so that I could play backups of the games that I own instead right. of all the games that are on it. Cause you know, you know how it is. Disc rot's a thing. Every time I don't play one of my actual physical games, it's one day that it survives a little longer. Right. So the I'll battery just, just ticks down just a little bit more. Yeah. yeah so I, I will save all my, my original PlayStation games by playing them on the PlayStation classic. I have a 128 gig USB plugged into it. And yeah. I think I've used 32. And I have like 80 games on it or something like that. Yeah, they don't they don't take up that much space. Um, I mean, I could probably just look at my ROMs and stuff right now. I think the biggest ones I've got are Dreamcast. And they're like a gig a piece, something like that. Yeah. Or sorry, uh, GameCube. GameCubes are gigs. And then anything else is like megabytes. <laughs> you yep, know, yep. that's nothing. That's nothing. We'll just stick it all on there. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm. If, if you get it, I'm intrigued to hear what you say. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I feel like for me, it's not going to be something I'm excited about until I hear someone I know or like you said, like a tech reviewer that I respect versus like IGN who are the exclusive who's of course they're going to gush about it. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Somebody is going to that I trust is going to excitedly talk about it. So Mm -hmm. for now, I'm like, meh. But if you turn around and you're like, this is the emulation machine of your dreams. It plays every game ever made a million times. But then I might be hmm you know like, yeah all of a sudden it's like well maybe it's worth it that's right yeah no but maybe not yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah yeah very interesting we'll have to wait and see that's november that it's supposed to come out uh december they're december. saying Sorry. december is when you're going to start receiving them uh presumably if any of our listeners order it when they hear this podcast you will probably not get it by yeah. december um they have come out and said that they're expecting to sell like millions of these things. So, and based on the first 90 minute pre-orders, I think they're you know pretty bang on the money here. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Going from expensive handhelds. Cause they really, if you get that, 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 that large hard drive one, that's the most expensive handheld ever made. That's true. It's more yeah. expensive than your PS five. Yeah. What about, ridiculously expensive TVs like most more money than than should a television ever cost can can you can you find me a TV like this Chris I absolutely can Mike I I think we've talked about this before the LG rolling TV yes I feel like there was some like CES episode we had where LG has released this television that comes in I don't know a little box and when you want to watch the TV it unfurls itself and raises itself up and then lowers itself back down when you're all done. Um, They now have a 65 inch rollable OLED version of this. Like just, uh, just shoot me a guess what you think it's worth. You know, I bought it. I bought a 65 inch TV cost me $500. 
you know, it wasn't OLED, but it was, it's a pretty good LED TV. Okay. So I'm just going to throw this out there because I've seen those like 8K TVs that are like 80K, sorry, 80 inches. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're like $3,000, $4,000. So that's nothing crazy versus like a TV that rolls itself up. So let's go 10. Let's go 10K. 10 grand? 10 grand? Yeah. You're close. You're okay. close, Mike. You just add another zero on the end of that, and you're bang on the money. $100,000. $100,000, Mike, for a 65-inch television. My, my favorite part, okay, my favorite part about this pricing is LG also sells the LG C1, which is basically the equivalent television, OLED TV, 65 inches, same specs, same everything. Uh, $2,000, Mike. So you're paying a 50-time premium <laughs> to have your television roll into a box. That's absolutely insane. It does not at all feel worth it. I, You know what? I, I could understand a premium on this. Obviously, it's not going to be two grand, but five grand, maybe like you said, 10 grand, I could accept that. But who in their right mind would buy a hundred thousand dollar television a a saudi prince (laughs) like you you could you could buy like you could buy like one of those you know um giant screens at like a football stadium (laughs) i bet you could buy that for a hundred thousand dollars you know you'd have like a 65 foot tv in your basement if you had a house big enough for that i'd oh hell that'd be sweet just an entire wall just like like, i i have this enormous wall in my house this this is a this entire wall is one television. That would be insane. Or you could wrap it like a sort of semicircle around you. You really oh, jack up that, that yeah, POV, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, that might be an option for you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, there's not a ton to talk about. I don't care about this television. You know, it's your standard OLED. It does like 120 hertz at 4K and blah, 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 HDR, all this crap. But $100,000, I just cannot, I cannot get past that point. If I won the lottery, Mike, I would not buy this television. That's, yeah, it's insane. Like, does it wash my car while it's at it too? Like, what the hell? Like, there needs to be something besides it's a television to justify it. How many HDMI ports does it have? A thousand? (laughs) <laughs> like you know, like well, it's an LG, so it's probably like three. You probably, know? <laughs> probably really cut her down. They, they, it's the funny stat they've got on there is that uh, LG is guaranteeing that it will survive at least fifty thousand rolls in its lifetime. So you're not only are you buying, you know, I've had two L- LG TVs in the past, probably over the last 10, 15 years. Mm. Great quality, love the TVs. They've both died on me for just ridiculous like it's not like i kicked a soccer ball at it and it broke it just stopped working one day right um so not only are you sort of competing with just random technical problems that could go wrong eventually this thing could just crack because you've just been rolling it up and down too long and for too many times like uh, man i i this just i just can't get over this i can't under i just can't accept this tv for existing you know And you know what the funny thing is, is whoever spends all of this money on this stupid thing, they're going to waste probably half the life of the rolls just being like, look at this, look at it. Like, like, (laughs) you know, their friends are over and they're just like showing it off by making it go up and down and up and down. Right. 
Yeah. I, I remember being a kid and going to like my parents' friends' houses and, you know, my dad likes tech stuff. And so obviously a lot of his friends did too. And like they would spend the first 30 minutes hanging out with each other. Where it's like, look at this surround sound system I've got going. And they'd crank it up and throw on like Terminator 2 on the TV to really give you an idea of how awesome the surround sound is. So like, yeah. You're going to scroll it up, you're going to scroll it down, and then you're going to give it to you, Mike, and you're going to scroll it up and scroll it down. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, amazing technology. Yeah. Uh, people with too much money, man. Like, yeah. That's, I feel like when those TVs that are like transparent, you know, where they're like 30% transparent or whatever, yeah. when those come out, that those will be like way cheaper. Like, do you remember that CES? I remember we talked about this. It was the one that comes out of the bed. And that yeah, had, at the bottom, it just sort of rises up. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, hey, Mike, here's your day. And it's like the news is on and all sorts of stuff. Like, if that thing comes out and it's like 20K, then like those guys are laughing compared to the, the 100,000K people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know the TV I like the best? Have you heard of the picture frame television? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Sam- is that Samsung? It's a Samsung one, yeah. Yeah, that is an awesome-looking television, mm-hmm. and it's a fraction of the cost of this. It, it ain't cheap. I think it's like five or $6,000. Like It's expensive television. Depends on the size. I, I've seen a few. There's one that's like a 32-inch, and it's like 1500 Oh, okay, yeah. But it, I think it's under ten. We'll say it's under 10000 But yeah. man, it, that, that's not intrusive. It literally looks like a picture on the wall. Like, I would, I'd buy it. 10 of those before I bought one of these rolling things. Mm-hmm. Ugh, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's just another thing you need to win the lottery for. We'll update that Twitter account. Did you win this week? No. Okay. We'll update the Twitter account that you did not win the lottery this week. And then we'll move into next week. And if you win the lottery, you can get 10 of those TVs. Yeah. Perfect. And we'll give one of them to a lucky fan who listens in. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just every week you were sweet in the pot for yeah yeah for Chris wins the lottery portion of the thing now you get a television maybe we'll get just steam deck you know yeah next week out, next yeah. week maybe next time we talk about a tesla you'll throw in one of those too yeah why not <laughs> well i think that's going to do it for this week's episode of part-time nerds full-time dads you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds full-time dads.com as well as on apple Podcasts, google play spotify stitcher iHeartRadio. Castbox and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any more helpful tips, or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at part time nerds full time dads dot com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again as soon.